Hey, welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. Hello, Andrew Bond. How you doing, pal? There's a nice little smile there, mate. Nice little cheesy smile. Happy to be here. How are you? Are you so happy because it's a Friday evening, mate, or is it just, I work, is it just a well, full I work smile? Saturday, so it's just a normal day for me anyway, so. Of course. Of course. Every so. day is a Friday when you love what you do, Martin, right? Exactly, mate. That's it, man. Um, yeah, so what's the weather like there, man? It looks looks pretty cold there over in New York. Uh, it is freezing cold. It's in the minuses already, so uh, it's, it's it teases you a little bit because it feels warm yeah. at the beginning of winter yeah. and then gradual dip until it becomes horrendous. Right? If, uh, if you haven't visited New York and you haven't experienced the winter, um, I would not bother coming at this time of year because it's just <laughs> I'm telling you now, it's just, you forget about it during the summer because it's so good. Yeah. When winter comes along, it's just like it's it's a it's a biting cold, something you'll never experience in the UK, Australia. Mm. It may drop down the wet, you know, the temperature from time to time, but it's that type of cold that like stings your face and gets through your clothes. So it's not very pleasant. Nowhere to hide. And then on the flip side, mate, it's like 30 degrees here in Sydney, mate. It's the uh, yeah. I, I can see the background and uh, the sun shining in the background because you're out in the balcony. So I know, mate. I know, mate. Palm trees there. Happy New um, Year, by the way. What's that, mate? Happy New Year, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Happy New Year, mate. Um, yeah, 2019. So big things new going year, on this year. year. Yeah, New Year, New Year, New Me, mate. New Year, same me. Um, but yeah, resolutions kicking in. Yeah, well. Like I said to you, I'm wee, wee myself off coffee. So um, just for the listeners, I haven't had a haven't had a coffee today. So uh, I'll probably be a bit flat. So I'll probably leave Andrew do most of the talking. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but um, yeah. So let's let's cut to the chase. So I've got a few people to to write in on Instagram with some some questions, just so we can be more specific to the audience, and we'll yep. we'll dive straight into I guess the first question by Ali Cats eighty four. And it is how to boost your metabolism. So, you know, there's there's lots of different facts, factors, and and variances which come into this question. But uh, you can you can hit us first hand if you want, mate. Um, yeah, so how do you boost your metabolism? Let's just run through what like, your metabolism might be. So, yeah. um, and that can be done through the different workouts you do, um, movement, strength training, walking, and all of this can be done to increase that calorie burn. Mm. Um, I know you've touched upon recently on your Instagram that there are different foods that help fire your metabolism. Yeah. Uh, um, so I haven't looked too much into that, but yeah. would you say like spicy type of foods might yeah. boost help boost metabolism I, as well? That's like, a good yeah, point. That's a good point. So I, I was yeah I was I was thinking about that about whether or not to actually include the kind of foods which can boost your metabolism. But luckily you just you just ran through the most important things, then, mate. Anyway, so spot on there because obviously as you know strength training. Like you were saying, you can just for the listeners, you know, with cardio, you can you can manually burn calories and just from your daily activity, obviously, you know, and and just to keep you alive as well, you know, obviously for your body, just to keep your organs and and to keep you, like I said, to keep you alive, your metabolism is going to be firing and burning calories. But your daily movements and any cardio you do is going to manually burn calories. But the beauty of of strength training is. It is going to make your body automatically burn calories. So as Andrew and I have mentioned before, you know, muscle tissue is expensive, right? So it's going to cost your body a lot of calories to, to keep that muscle tissue on your body. So in my eyes, there's nothing, if, if done correctly, and, you know, you're a healthy human, so to speak, then strength training, I would say, is is the best thing you can do, really, long-term for, for a healthy metabolism. Because 
like I said, when you build muscle, your metabolism is forced to supercharge, if you like. And yeah. and yeah, obviously strength training is 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 a high demand. It's demanded on the nervous system. So you know mm-hmm. your body your body's forced to adapt in a way which is favorable for your uh, for your metabolism. But I was going to ask you, Andrew, about cardio as well. Um, I know occasionally you'll use like very occasionally, same as me. You'll use hit training as a tool. I mean, how how important would you say? Because a lot of people do this, don't they? And what would you say hit training in terms of metabolism and stuff? Um, yeah, it can help boost your metabolism, probably for a short period of time, like you know, Matt. Um, yeah. Ultimately, like doing excess cardio, um, your body becomes very efficient at burning calories at that time. But ultimately, like I believe myself personally, that doing excess cardio. Um, it, it can slow the metabolism down because it teaches your body to become more efficient at that time, burning more calories. Mm-hmm. But after you've finished it, unlike weight training, it's probably not going to burn calories for hours after. Mm. Let's just, let me uh, just intervene a little bit there, just just for the listeners. Yeah, so like Andrew was saying then, the afterburn from weights uh, and from HIIT training is, is, is really good. So basically your metabolism, once you've lifted weights, is, is generally elevated for you know 24 to 72 hours generally after you've lifted weights. So it's the, it's the afterburn. Um, there's actually a, a technical name for it. But yeah, there's, uh, there's the afterburn is really high from lifting weights. Sorry, mate. I just wanted to explain that and, and hit training. Ultimately, again, prioritizing lift, lifting weights increases strength and in turn builds more muscle. And then that makes you more efficient at burning calories, right? Um, I think what comes hand in hand with people doing excess cardio, especially probably around this time of year, mm-hmm. is that they are underfeeding the body um, probably for too long, yep. um, increasing the, the amount of cardio they do, uh, and that, that allows your me- your metabolic rate to adapt pretty quickly, Yep. and evidently your, your your body then kind of tries to survive on on less calories, right? Your body's pretty smart, and it adapts survives on less calories and in turn then it, it just slows that metabolic rate down and, and makes you less efficient that makes, that makes total sense and also there's there's a few other methods as well so let's just cover the big rocks let's just obviously we all, we're always going to mention the things which are really important right folks because you're you can easily get caught up within the weeds especially with some of the information you'll see online um, we were talking quickly about uh, foods which which boost your metabolism but that's really the bottom of the list let's talk about sleep you know this is a very very important obviously very very important it's up there at the top with you know what you eat and strength training because you know studies have shown that even even one night's bad sleep can have a, a, a massive effect on your hormone on your hormones mm. um, you know including insulin and stuff so the bottom line is you know you don't need me to tell you that um focusing on good quality sleep is is gonna is gonna obviously be favorable for your metabolism if you're not if you're not focusing on good quality sleep and getting enough sleep then, um, you know, it's common sense. It's not really going to benefit your metabolism. So, you know, focus on that. I've got a, a few other things as well. Um, I don't know whether you had anything else you wanted to say, mate. No, on sleep, like you said, it's, it's also been shown to boost, like, your hunger hormone. So, evidently, if you have a poor sleep, um, as Martin just alluded to then, um, you're probably going to wake up hungry. hungry. You're going to look for those different foods. You're probably going to eat excessive amounts of quote-unquote, I guess, poor foods from time to time. You're craving that sugar, and those type of foods are not going to have a uh, healthy benefit for your metabolism, basically. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I meant to mention that, actually. Yeah, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you covered that. So, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the study I was looking at, actually. Yeah, the hunger hormones. 
uh, mm. do actually they do fluctuate. So you're gonna end up, you know, eating potentially eating poor the next day when you uh, when you have a few nights bad sleep or even one night's bad sleep. Also, I was gonna say about you know uh, calories and, and undulating calories and stuff. This is probably a bit mm. further down the line, but you know, a lot of people maybe so I'm pretty sure a lot of people listening to this might be at a place where they're already tracking their calories a lot of them won't be but uh, people are becoming more and more aware now of what macros and calories are and what you find is a lot of people if they get given or they, they figure out which calories their body needs or, or what they're going to they're gonna stick to for whatever their goal is they tend to stick to the same calories every day now obviously we, we didn't evolve that way uh, the body and the metabolism will respond much better if you undulate your calories so if you're having maybe some days where you're training harder you're having higher calories other days when you're not doing as much and, and burning as much maybe dropping your calories down and, and switching up your macros a bit could be well it, it is it is good for your metabolism so excellent point mate. and even with like types of foods as well um, like maybe just consume uh, higher amounts of protein it is known to have like a better thermic effect um, food so when there's extra calories to digest, um, absorb, and process the nutrients. Uh, sorry, it's, it's when when there's extra pro- uh, sorry calories to digest mm-hmm. within food. Um, protein are, are, allows the largest rise in the thermic effect of food compared to uh, carbs and fats, um, which and it also has satiating effects as well. So you're less likely to overconsume. Absolutely, yeah. Because protein, generally protein foods which are high in protein, uh, take up the body has to use up a lot more energy. To digest yeah yeah so um so yeah that makes perfect sense and, and as andrew made a great point then as you've mentioned before you know especially if you're looking to to lose body fat and you know put yourself in a calorie deficit then having adequate protein is very important for you to be satiated and you know to, to blunt hunger if you like so yeah mm-hmm. and yeah just just i've mentioned this before as well but just just to stress strength training and lifting weights and focusing you know, prioritizing building muscle because, you know, one pound of lean muscle, just to keep that muscle on your body, it will cost you, your body about 30 to 50 calories, give or take, just to keep one pound of muscle on your body. So, you know, Andrew and I, you know, we've, we've built a significant amount of muscle, for example, over the years. So, you know, we don't do any added cardio. We, we do, we're active individuals. Um, how many steps do you kind of average a day over there, mates, in New York? I was looking at my watch earlier, mate, and I was just uh, literally, actually, funny enough, before this podcast, and I'll just check it again now. But um, So today I've done uh, 18,959 steps. Wow. <laughs> That's... And it hasn't been a massively busy day for me in terms of PT clients. Um, but as soon as I step out the door, I'm walking like five, ten minutes to the train, on the train, walking 15 minutes to work, mm-hmm. on my feet day in work, and I come back, obviously walk again, and I'm, then I'm walking the dog this evening, so that'll probably be another 30 minutes, maybe another 3,000 steps. So I'm, I'm con- constantly, you know, uh, on the go, on the move, so it does make it easier for me, I guess, to stay lean. Definitely. Uh, but also the muscle but, you built, right, and so look at the muscle mass you have now. Yeah. So that's that's so what I was saying. Yeah, I'm trying to increase my calories all the time. You know, if I'm if I'm taking myself through a bit of a deficit, and when I do increase those calories again, um, I'm trying to increase my metabolic rate. So ultimately, I want to be able to eat more and still burn body fat, and that's where everyone should be. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So that's it. I mean, I average about twelve thousand steps a day, which is you know yeah. still still a lot more than the average person. But yeah, yeah so so as the combination of our daily activity 
and the amount of muscle mass we've built. So, you know, I, I weigh less, I, I weigh about 200 pounds. I'm, I'm pretty sure um, around, around about that, around about, let's say, 100, let's just say 160 pounds of that is muscle. So, you know, I, I told you one pound of muscle will burn 30 to 50 calories. So you do the maths just, just without, without us moving, you know, our body our metabolism is, is, is supercharged um, as a result of building muscle. So always focus on that, folks. And uh, anything else you wanted to say on that before we move on to the next? Oh, yeah, the f- good. foods. Yeah, let's just talk real quickly about foods. We mentioned protein. Um, I had a micronutrients as well. So I wanted to quickly mention uh, the importance of gut health, actually, as well. So, so there's, a, there's a, direct, a direct link between the gut and the hormones. Uh, the gut fires the hormones and vice versa. So um, having a healthy gut and, you know, eating plenty of fiber. So, you know, generally, if you're going to be eating good quality f- types of fiber, that's going to mean you're going to have to eat good quality foods, right? So lots of vegetables um, and lots of lots of healthy food sources. So mm-hmm. I think micronutrients, you know, getting enough vitamin and, vitamins, minerals, and fiber is is definitely going to play a part in in building a healthy metabolism. Uh, sorry, a healthy metabolism as well. Do you think, Drew? Yes, agreed, mate. Yeah. Always, like you know, again, these points we're putting across here are kind of the points we allude to every every time we speak. You know, build mm. strength, uh, move more, drink plenty of water, get good sleep, um, and not eliminate all processed foods, I guess, but keep them minimal in your diet and and look to focus on whole natural foods for the most part. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So the next question, then, uh, I hope that that pretty much covered most of our knowledge on the uh, metabolism. Um, next question is. Billy Grant, 95, best forms of cardio for the okay. joints and for all-round well-being, Drew. Yes, sir. So I think we alluded to that one just now, didn't we, yep. when we mentioned that we step. Like, it's, it's a real efficient way to um, burn excess calories by, by just moving more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. We did a podcast on this a while back. Yeah, neat. Um, any uh, activity, I guess, outside planned exercise is an easy way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that can be working in the garden, that could be cleaning your house, that can be walking to work like I do. Um, and that's going to be a nice joint-friendly exercise to start off. Um, I guess a lot of people will be looking to punish themselves into in the new year and they'll be doing um, high-intensity style workouts. Um, if you are an athlete and you're able to do this, I don't see any any concern with that. But for your average person, just taking a walk in the park is enough to increase your metabolic rate and help you burn extra calories, in my opinion. Absolutely, yeah. And I was just going to say then, in terms of uh, all-round well-being as well, right? So, you mm-hmm. know, you said you said about you know that being really good for your health and obviously a best way to kind of um, you know to keep on top of of cardio, which which you know is, is kind of cardio you're not aware of, right? So, also you said about you know, making maybe a little bit more of an effort to, like you said, walk into work, but even just to break it down, like we said on, on the last the last podcast, is just, you know, trying to trying to become a fit person, right? So try and make that part of who you are, being a fit person. So a fit person would generally, you know, um, instead of instead of driving around the corner, they would walk around the corner. T- instead of taking the lifts, generally they would take the stairs. You know, all these all of these uh, decisions you make are gonna uh, yeah. have a have a great impact on. Uh, on your all-round well-being, but also, you know, for your, for your body's ability to, you know, to burn, you know, the, the calorie expenditure over the space of a week. But I guess I'm viewing a little bit away from the point here, but I was going to say other different types of cardio for the joints and all-round well-being. I've got, obviously, we mentioned NEAT, 
which is the what we just mentioned then. And then, you know, the bike as well. So if you are going to choose cardio, I always find um, the exercise bike is great. Better still, if you do have access to a, to a watt bike, they're really, really good, really uh, high-tech bike that the Olympic athletes kind of use and you can really you can really program different workouts into there but in terms of the joints um, it's really low impact on the joints on the bike generally and also you get the you know you get the resistance on the legs as well so it's a good way to well for me on the on the watt bike it actually did build my legs when I was doing the hit style training on the watt bike but just generally for, for, for you know for burning calories I think the bike's a great tool also, swimming's another good one. Obviously, low impact on the body. I mean, I'm terrible at swimming personally, but um, it is a great exercise. So um, swimming for recovery as well. I used to do it a lot after rugby, and that just helped me help me recover after a game. You know. Yeah, exactly. It, it obviously it depends what you've got available to you, right? If you are if you are attending a gym, like you haven't got a pool, then your alternative could be to go to go use a bike. If you're not using a bike, and you could cycle outdoors, go for a walk. There's one huge one I want to mention, which is a lot of gyms don't have access to these. Um, it's recently been added to my program and yours because I know you're doing the same program as me, mm-hmm. um, which is the sled. Yep. Um, like I like it because I not only like it for strength training because it, it can be an alternative to squats. So anyone who has imbalances when they are doing a squat for a good leg developer, um, you can pop them on the sled, do some pushes, pulls, drags. Um, you can use it like before your workout, in the middle of your workout, um, afterwards. Um, ultimately, I want to build, if you're looking for cardiovascular type development when you're using the sled, I put people on their dragging or pushing maybe for uh, an extended period of time, maybe four, six, eight minutes, depending on their fitness levels. Um, it's very functional and it can be relatable to uh, everyday life, right? So we're, we can be pushing, pulling and dragging in everyday life. Um and also transfers nicely to a sport. So if you're playing Definitely. rugby, you want to push off the ball. Soccer, you're trying to drive someone off the ball. Any type of sport, basketball. Um, and it's always uh, done in, a, in the positive, uh, positive frame. So what I mean is it's like a positive, um, it's a positive part of a squat. Okay, yes. It's never the because you're always pushing. Exactly. Uh, so that means that it is a little lighter on the joints, a little lighter on the body, because mm. we know the negative portion of a squat, a deadlift, is where it takes the most toll and stresses the stresses and damages the muscles. Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely in a positive when you're using a a, uh, a sled. So the, the stress on the joints is is very little compared to other exercises. Definitely, and for the listeners who are not fully aware of what a sled is, it's um, it's a metal contraption. You, you push it, you need, obviously you need turf to push it, so that's what Andrew was saying. A lot of gyms don't actually have one of these available, but you push it along the turf. I think, well, for example, the sled alone in my gym, I think weighs about 70 kilos, I think. So then if you add weight to that, like yesterday, obviously, as Andrew said, we're doing the same program. We're both doing a strength training phase right now. And I added, I think, 60K to each side. So, you know, that was about 130 kilos. But this is, this is bear in mind, this is really heavy because you know, I was doing strength training and I'd done like four sets of 50 feet. And I'll tell you what, I actually, um, I used to wear like a heart rate monitor when I used to do, um, you know, when I used to train and nothing would, would bump my heart rate up higher than the sledge and heavy walking lunges. Those two alone, I mean, conditioning, so you get the conditioning elements, it'll build your fitness, you know, your, your cardiorespiratory uh, respiratory system will be firing. 
uh, improve your lung capacity, but also, you know, you I find it's really, really good for building your legs as well. Um, obviously, obviously, if you do have issues with your joints and knees and whatnot, be mindful of that because uh, you know it can it can put excess strain on the on the knees, especially if it's not done correctly. But um, yeah, and as Andrew was saying, pulling the sledge, I mean that's that's functional for most people when you're doing the pulling motion with the sledge one hand. It's really really good yes. because you're firing the posterior chain more as well. Is that right? Exactly, and that's, I guess that's the neglected part of uh, of the body for most people, right? We're constantly in front of ourselves these days when we're reaching in front, we're on our phone, we are on a computer, we are walking forward, okay? So anything we can do to work our posterior chain, which is uh, regularly neglected in day-to-day life, um, sled or exercises such as deadlifts, mm-hmm. Romanian deadlifts, pulling exercises, posture, we all know that's a bit of an epidemic now, so we can definitely help with that. Hundred percent, and just to just to cap off on this one, then I would say as well, um, any cardio you enjoy. So yes. whatever you, yeah, whatever, you, and and this goes goes to exercise in general, right? And I think um, I'd like to mention today as well. We we always talk about how important lifting weights is, and hands down, resistance training is is the most beneficial exercise, both for health and longevity, and for building building your best body, if you like. However, if you don't enjoy lifting weights, if it's something you really hate doing you're not, and you're not going to adhere to it, and guess what? It's probably not for you. So um, it's the same as cardio. If you're having to grind out certain types of cardio you don't enjoy and you're most likely not going to be consistent with and you're not going to adhere to it long term, then, again, you're not going to get your, your bang for your buck. You're not going to be. You're not going to keep it going, and it's not going to mold into your lifestyle. So the key thing is to do any kind of cardio that you enjoy. And like Andrew and I, for example... We're the type of people that like to go to the gym, lift weights, headphones in. It's therapy for us. That's the way we like to train. But if for you, it might be you know training in a group, training with a group of people. That might work yeah. better for you, having the social aspect as well as the fitness. So you know whatever works for you. Um, because the person who is doing something, let's say once or twice a week, that they're going to adhere to for the rest of their life, is going to be much, much more beneficial uh, than someone who's going to do something like Andrew was saying then, high-intensity cardio, for example, they don't particularly enjoy and they can't sustain, and doing that for a few months or a few weeks and then going back to their old habits. So that's the most important thing, I would say, And Do you agree? Sure. Totally agree, mate. Again, yeah. long-term adherence when it comes to diet, when it comes to movement, when it comes to your fitness, it's going to put you in a good state and it's going to get, help you achieve those goals kind of long into the future. So Definitely, definitely. Another, another, because um, I put the uh, the post up about cold showers the other day, and I had a few people asking me questions. Um, a lot of people didn't know about the Iceman as well, about uh, Wim Hof. Are you familiar with oh, this guy? A little bit, man. I'm not delved too deeply into him, but um, yeah. I feel lots of good things about him anyway. So that's it. But um, anyway, cold shower benefits. Now, again, I like to state that this is kind of. I wouldn't say the bottom of the list, but it is towards the bottom of the list, definitely. Um, but there's so many good benefits to be come out, come out of it. When I actually started writing down the things that benefited me from having cold showers, and a lot, I know a lot of people are thinking, firstly, you're crazy, and secondly, yeah, bullshit, mate. You know what I mean? Cold showers. But yeah, it's, not so, it's not so bad in Australian weather. <laughs> exactly. Shower, but when you're in New York, <laughs> middle of the and it's in the minuses, then it's tough, mate. Tell me about that, mate. Mean, Tell me about it. That's what I was going to get to now, because you have cold showers. I was on my, on my knees this morning in the shower, <laughs> washing my hair in the cold, and I was crying to myself. So I've been slacking. You kind of brought this back into my routine because you, obviously, you told me um, told me about yourself doing cold showers. Yeah. I've been slacking definitely over Christmas, and I've come back here, and I had a cold shower and work yesterday and this morning. I was on my knees in there, and crying, <laughs> and, and it was it wasn't a very good experience. So, but 
I managed it all last year, so I can do it again this year. Exactly. And that's it, mate. I mean, like, people are going to think, what the, like, you know, it must be, what is the temperature outside now, mate? Like, 10 degrees, um, 5 degrees? Let me just check, mate. I've got my probably, phone here. It's probably, probably minus. Oh, it's minus. Is that cold right now? Okay. It's in the minuses right now, right? So it's, uh, it's not too bad. It's minus, minus six earlier. I think it's, it's actually, no, I got you here. Minus two. So it was minus six earlier. So it's getting warmer. Here we go, folks. So, right. so it's nice it's, to walk my, uh, walk my dog now on the block. So Lovely, jubbly. At least he's got a nice fur coat on, mate. But, um, the, the, you know, it's day and night. The difference between having a, having a, it's actually refreshing having a cold shower yeah. here, obviously in this heat. Um, I did find it a little bit more challenging in the winter, but you know the winters in Sydney, you know, are nowhere near, they pale in comparison to the winters in in New York. So uh, yeah, I mean, being consistent with, I mean, I've been doing it, and bear in mind, folks, like I did attempt it, I attempted about I think three years ago to have cold showers back in the UK, and I failed. I was like, nah, I can't do it. And then I went back to it, failed again, and then I went back. I think last year, and I, I managed to be, I went back in the winter as well. So I thought, right, right, if you can do it in the winter, in the summer, it'll be a breeze. And it's just it's just every single day now, cold shower, first thing in the morning. Bear in mind, yeah. um, Andrew and I start work. I'm in there for about a minute in the, in okay, the morning. So I, I wouldn't obviously recommend doing like a minute to, for a beginner, right? You want to yeah. build up to it. You can just 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, 10, 20 seconds at the end of your shower and get the hell out of there. Definitely. And that'll wonders for you. But um absolutely yeah i did about probably on and off today so i i was cold and warm then cold and warm again so i was a bit softer today but uh yeah i'll I'll get back to it my old ways but exactly but yeah no cold showers and and exposing yourself to to cold bear in mind folks like i mean if you're not in a good state of health then again as we've mentioned with you know tools such as fasting um which is a stress on the body you know obviously you have the, the reason why they're so beneficial cold showers is because it's a stress on the body and the body responds um by you know, creating all of these benefits such as um, cold showers have been proven to strengthen the blood vessels around your heart. So, you know, it's really, really good for your heart and your respiratory system. But one of the things I wanted to mention, and is um, before we go into the physical side effects, is like the mindset. Now, I know it sounds a bit weird, but I've only realized, started, started connecting the dots recently that I think my resilience and me, my ability to persevere with certain things, I'm sure it's, I'm sure having cold showers and just getting in that cold shower in the morning because you know when i initially get in there it's still fucking hard work for the first 10 seconds right so imagine andrew and i both start work at like 5 a.m i'm getting up at like 10 past four. First thing i do is jump in the cold shower now the thought of that in the yeah. morning you know you wake up in the morning your stress levels your stress hormones are already through the roof such as cortisol and the last thing you really want to be contemplating is a is a freezing cold shower but after 10 seconds boom, it's fine for me now. I can stay in there for like as long as I wanted. But as you said, for the average person, mate, I think just 10 seconds at the end would be fine, right? I think just to start off, yeah, most definitely, man. I think it's, uh, are you, do you talk, try and talk yourself out of it? And, you know, just before you go in there, though, that's my biggest issue. Yeah. I've, I've got it, but I'm just, I'm playing mind games with myself. I'm like, you can do it. No, you're not. Yeah, you can. No, you're not. I mean, I'd be talking so myself out of it. If I was in that... Oh, mate, if I was in that weather, in that climate, I'd definitely be talking myself out of it. But, yeah, I do. I get that the, the little bitch voice tells me not to get in there, but I, I fight against him. <laughs> yeah. That's your ego again, right? So, exactly, uh, mate. It definitely, it 100% does, does strengthen your willpower, definitely, to take on the day. Like, if I can endure, like, a cold shower for a minute in a New York winter, then I'm ready to take on anything for the day. 100%. Um, I'm not one of these crazy people that walks around in their shorts so in, uh, in uh, this time of year. In New York, I see that. You're going to work at 5.30 in the morning yeah. and people are walking around in short shorts and not even a, like just a small jacket on, so it's terrible. Man. That's just dumb, man. That's just plain dumb. Um, but yeah, no, I was, I was going to say then about, yeah, the, we were saying about the mindset 
I've, I've lost my trail of thought there now but um, yeah whatever you were saying prior to that I was going to I was going to expand on but uh, yeah no there's been loads of studies to prove that um, that's what I was going to say about for example this is the extreme version but like Scandinavians there's some conclusive studies now to prove that because they obviously the, the, the hot treatment the saunas play a big part in this as well but um, you know part of the tradition in Scandinavia is they'll do for example they'll do um, like a 15 minute sauna and then they'll plunge into those ice cold waters yeah, this is like I said the extreme version they'll plunge into those ice cold waters for 5 minutes and they'll repeat that like three or four times and they'll do that every day and they've proven that certain genes which uh, benefit longevity, they, they have higher amounts of those genes. Uh, and generally, I mean, they're, they're healthier. They generally have a, they have a, I think they have a lower obesity rate in those countries and stuff as well, but there's loads of other factors which come into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the hot cold stuff does have massive benefits. So, um, so they, I'm sure they do the same or similar in like uh, Eastern Europe or, or Russia or things like that, where they probably get their kids running about in the in the cold weather. Definitely from time to time as well. I think I've seen videos. I've heard someone mention about videos mm. that they get them out there playing in the cold just to acclimatise to that weather and toughen them up a bit. Yes, I guess we we we're guilty of um, everything's automatic for us now like you can probably switch on your car the heating comes on you come home you got your heating on automatic so we're living in such comfort that from time to time to do things like that is 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 obviously optimal to take yourself out of the comfort zone Mm. and let your body to adapt to some streams right absolutely i'm glad i was that's exactly what i was going to say so uh yeah you can relate this to just comfort zones in general and that's why i was saying about the uh the discipline and the mindset you know just to consistently have cold showers you know it takes it takes a little bit of uh discipline to do that but you can relate it to anything you know uh, let's use comfort eating as an example. You know, most of us will eat uh, a lot of the time based on our emotions. You know, it takes a while to get in touch with those signals which you were born with because our brains over the years slowly get hijacked because we've been exposed to so many different processed foods and whatnot. So um, getting yourself a little bit uncomfortable sometimes, you know, um, and like, like Andrew was saying then about, you know, we're constantly, in, when you're in a car, you put the heating on, you know, we've always got like really warm clothes on and stuff, which don't get me wrong, you need to look after your immune system, but it will, it, 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 there's massive benefits to actually exposing yourself to, to, to the cold water every now and then. Funny enough, it can help with um, immune response, right? Yeah. Because uh, you just mentioned the immune system there, like studies show, um, you still there? Sorry. Yeah, still um, can increase the amount of white blood cells in your body. Um, as we know, they protect the body against disease. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, when I've, I've actually stopped just before we were doing, obviously I've started again just the last couple of days having cold showers, but before that, over Christmas at home, I had none. Um, on my return, I got the flu. So mm-hmm. I don't know whether the correlation between the two. Mm-hmm. It may just be coincidence because I've been doing a lot of traveling and eating the wrong types of food that maybe I got sick, but it could yep. be linked to having the lack of cold showers and then returning to the weather in New York. So Absolutely, mate. And that's what I meant to say earlier. Um, it, it definitely has worked wonders for my immune system. Now, my immune system seemed pretty efficient beforehand, but I still used to get the, you know, like the common cold. I would get that, let's say, a couple of times a year, whereas mm-hmm. actually now I have a cold, but that's because my girlfriend's been coughing and spluttering all week it took me it took me a few i, I got really smug as well i thought to myself oh right. man i thought oh god i'm at the top of my game here i thought you know eating well got that balance in my life those cold showers working wonders the next morning i woke up then with a cold right. so i got, got ahead of myself but other than that yeah. like i mean yeah like once a year if that now mate i get the common cold so yeah. i think i think it plays a part in it for sure 
And when I'm down with that common cold, I feel like I'm dying, mate. I'm, I feel like I'm on my way out. As soon as I get that, this is the man flu kicking. It's in, man so. flu. I was gonna say, like, luckily, ladies, we are soft. We're soft as shit, man. We're, we're, to, uh, we're soft as women. shit. I know. I, was I feel like say. I'm down and out, mate. I'm. Uh, I got sick once in Africa, in my stomach, and I was just. I thought that this is it for me, and obviously flu now. Last yeah. couple of days, and, and I thought it's, it's my time is up. So well, well that was pretty random. Let's just talk about that real quick. Um, you said about you know when you were in Africa, you went over mm. to Ghana, didn't you? And you were coaching the kids yeah. and stuff. And then you had that. Uh, you had some sort. I don't know. It wasn't like a parasite, obviously, but it was a serious gut issue, wasn't it? And then you, tell them about your yeah, fasting stuff, real quick. Say again, sorry. Tell them because you had to. You, you done like a little fast when you got back for like three days, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, I was. Obviously, I didn't know whether I had a parasite or, or not, so I was. Uh, I was pretty sick and I was having uh, checks by the doctor, so I just wanted to give myself a little bit of a break from food. And I, I was when I was over there, it was uh, everyone was getting sick, so I thought initially that you know it was going into the second week, everyone else had been sick. Mm. Uh, I thought, oh yes, you know I'm super <laughs> fit, like I, as you were just alluding to when yeah. you're talking about uh, uh, speaking to your girl then, but. Um, and all of a sudden it hit me and it just knocked me dead. Like it was just, I'm not sure whether it was something I picked up from like washing my hands in the water over there or from ice over there or something like that or from the cooking, uh, mm-hmm. different oils they were using. Um, but unfortunately that knocked me out for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only person, funnily enough, the only person who didn't get sick on the tour was the the girl who... Eating shit food. Yeah. <laughs> constantly, she, was, she constantly eats processed foods. Yep. Adapted. Everyone who got sick um, had, a, had a decent diet of whole natural foods. So the one who yeah. coincidentally had, was was eating the processed foods the most stayed stayed well all tour. So, uh, there's something to be there's something to be said about that, and like diversity in the gut or whatever that is. I'm not, I'm not promoting that. Like I don't think it's a good thing necessarily. I think no. the fact that you got ill is like your body telling you, "Hang about, mate. You shouldn't be doing this." You know, it's like for you to, it's like a lesson kind of thing, isn't it? But I remember you saying it's funny because you know, first point of contact for most people is shit. I better go to the doctors. And I remember you saying your mum was worried and saying go to the doctors, and instead you yeah. done like a three day fast. Which to the average person, people would think, "What? The, hang on, mate. Hang about a minute. He was ill. He had that problem, and then he he starved himself for three days. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sounds pretty yeah. crazy. But explain why. Explain why you done that quickly. Like why you did that fast then. I just wanted my my. I just didn't feel like eating. I guess, Mark, and I just yep. wanted my stomach to settle down. Like there wasn't any specific scientific reason behind that. I just mm. felt like I'd had enough of food. I was my. I had pains in my stomach, and and for me, it was just it just made sense for me not not to eat and just drink plenty mm. of water. Yeah, and replenish myself. You know. Yeah. Um And how did you find it again? And like, did you not get hunger at all though within that fast? Um. You do have uh, bouts of, of hunger here and there. You've done a three-day fast, right? Oh, no, I don't, no, the, no, the longest I've done. No, I haven't done yeah. anywhere near that, mate. I've done like just over 24. I've done like 28 hours. Um, I'm pretty used to it now. So for me, I'm not it, – it, 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 again, it, it, there can be different um, variables that may affect it. But for, for me, if I, if I drink plenty of water and, and I get a good sleep each night, then it's not as – the hunger isn't as prevalent as it would be if, if I was doing alternative things such as shitty sleep, getting up early, mm, working too much. So that all affects it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So just to summarize then, so the main benefits for me from having cold showers is obviously the mental discipline to do it. But the physical yeah. effects – Definitely my immune system's uh, improved. Also, mm-hmm. bear in mind, when you do expose yourself to cold water like that, 
you your body generally will, will pump out all three of those stress hormones so norepinephrine adrenaline and cortisol so it, it obviously puts you in that that kind of like fight or flight kind of mode that is, is a stress response uh, and what that does then similar to when you have a coffee you know your, your brain will pump out the uh, like especially cortisol the stress hormone which which helps wake you up right so um so yeah what i find is when i have that it clarity mental clarity i'm more alert i'm more focused for a solid two or three hours afterwards so i mean it's yeah. not quite the same as having a coffee i don't get that i don't get as much of the dopamine kind of you know like the happy kind of feeling but i do get more alert and like i guess i do obviously i do get the uh the kind of uh the, the happy kind of feeling the empathy a little bit um <laughs> but uh yeah more than anything it makes me more alert it's improved my immune system and um yeah it's definitely done something to my mindset as well so yeah for me if i'm feeling groggy in the morning as well and i, I whack on that cold shower it just gives me that pop that I need, like especially when I'm not drinking coffee now. Mm. Just gives me an alertness and just wakes me up and makes me feel better awesome. instantly. So awesome. Yeah, so we've managed to wrap it up, I think, in just under forty minutes. We did say off air it would be a quick twenty minutes, but we always go over. We like to talk shit, so uh <laughs> we can talk. <laughs> but um yeah, I was just gonna say as well, you can head over to uh currently you have to go to my website, but um Andrew and I the plan is to be launching our website next month. So that's the plan. So it's going to be um, optimizeyourbody.com. But right now, you can access our recipe ebooks we created, for, all for free, by the way. Uh, free recipe ebooks. We have two of them. We have one which is for vegans and just a normal one. We also have a training program as well, a four week training program, all for free. For now, if you just go over, you can find this on my Instagram, at uh, Martin Silver Fitness. But um, if you just go to my website, which is martin silver.co.uk, enter your email address, um, sign up for our, our newsletters as well. So we'll be sending out lots of uh, weekly free content as well via email. Sign up for that and you'll get your free ebooks and training plan. Thanks for chiming in again, Drew. Appreciate it, mate. No problem, mate. Thanks for inviting me. Appreciate it. No worries, mate. And one more thing, folks. If you like this podcast, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. Cheers, Drew. Speak to you soon, mate. Bye-bye. Bye, mate.